Hey everyone, as you know, our album art is hella cool. Uh, you've seen it, I've seen it. Man, I wish I had a sticker for the back of my laptop. Um, Max Huffman killed it on our podcast art. So do us a solid and go support him at maxhuffman.com and check out his comics, prints, merch, stuff like that. Thanks. So, I don't know. We could just talk about, like, how everyone's days are going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was saying to Becky that um, about 45 minutes into this 70-minute uh, movie masquerading as a 90-minute movie, um, <laughs> I, got a, I got a text from a friend that was like, hey, the pool's open at our apartment complex. Want to go? And I was, like, in the middle oh. of shutting the blinds so that I could see the TV better. <laughs> Your leprechaun origins. <laughs> it's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> This uh, this was a rough one. This was one of the rougher ones, I think we've... For me, at least, this is one of the rougher ones we've done. Just in terms of the time I was having watching the film. Um, I'm not sure if it's the worst. I would have to sort of search my memory a bit. Because, you know, we've been doing this for a year. And there have been some Bridget Jones sequels. But <laughs> this one was definitely up there. Well, I had a mango popsicle today. That is antithetical to watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. That, is... <laughs> that sounds like the opposite of what it is to watch the film. Sounds I think you're so nice and refreshing <laughs> and mm-hmm. fun and mm-hmm. it I'm think you might be lying because I can't imagine doing those things in the same day. Like if I were to run into a mango popsicle stand, I'd be like, Oh no, thank you. I watched Leprechaun Origins today. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I missed the, you know, the old mango popsicle stand uh, on the street corner by my apartment complex. Um, I know, actually, in point of fact, I watched Leprechaun Origins yesterday in shifts uh, in between (laughs) bouts of uh, painting my room. Uh, To the to the listener, it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful sort of a periwinkle kind of lavender kind of lavender color kind of a, kind of a light purple it matches your pillows very well like, yeah it does yeah it's really cute thank you yeah. thank you it's 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 the color of my gender um the bi queen room i love there we go it's like it's like in between two things and relaxed between them you know what I, yeah so I did that yesterday. I watched it in increments. Um, and every time I would I would pause it and be like, well, at least I got through, you know, 40 minutes of this thing. And I hadn't. It was 10. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what watching the movie feels like. How are you doing, Becky? <laughs> Speaking of bitch... <laughs> Speaking of me, <laughs> we are. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. This this is my childhood bedroom for listeners. Just so y'all know, I'm home this weekend, having a great time. Played Boggle twice. Yeah, Boggle. <laughs> you remember? And you probably didn't like it when you were young. I'll tell you what, it hits different in your late twenties. It's nice. <laughs> I'm in my. I'm in my toxic, anxiety-inducing, puke-orange room that just, like, I heard somewhere that, like, bright orange is, like, a very anxiety-inducing color, and when I was a little girl, I was like, okay, perfect, I'll just make everything that, so my whole room is like that with a splash of dolphin, and that's much how I'm feeling today, I'm feeling... A splash of dolphin. I'm feeling like a splash of dolphin, friends, because friends here. Yeah. In in a sea of anxiety, in a orange. sea of anxiety, orange, where it's just I can't I can't catch my fucking breath. Hornswoggle swimming around you like a shark, ready to strike at any moment. Like, like conflating demons and leprechauns, feeling bad for beautiful women who gave it their best <laughs> shot, <laughs> and. I just, you know, this was a tough one. I got to fess up. I was doing my nails while I watched the movie. 
I'm shut sorry. it down. Shut I'm it sorry. down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Un- unacceptable. <laughs> Holy shit. I've never. I I got up and Savannah showed me like two TikToks like while I think a major character was killed for sure <laughs> for sure so I heard a lot of the movie and then I kind of go back and like see it again so like you know people could say hey that's not fair what you did <laughs> but I think it's more than fair I would have stopped if it was different. I have, I obviously, I have no ill will towards our listeners. They're, they're by and large, by and large, they're, they're lovely people. If anyone is feeling slighted at the fact that we may not have paid the most attention during Leprechaun Origins, I'd like to create, hey everybody, it's the Leprechaun Origins Challenge, where you watch the movie and don't do anything else. You have to only watch it, and by the end of it, you're running and screaming just like the characters in the Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's so interesting because there are so many shots in this that look kind of nice. Yeah. And I did not know that despite those moments and like, it's really a red herring for what you're about to experience is the nice shots, but I did not know how much of a leprechaun purist I would become through the exercise that is doing reviews on this franchise. I didn't know that I would find the franchise special and fun, magical, uh, audacious. I didn't know I was going to, like, revere it in some way. (laughs) I didn't know Warwick was going to be, like, someone I missed. You know, I came out of this really different. I came out of the whole franchise different, and this was just, like, it was difficult. It's difficult to put this under the same umbrella as all those films that challenged me and made me laugh. It's, yeah, I mean, it really is just, like, in name only. I, I don't think that's wild to say, but pretty much every single thing about the films, uh, like, the from the style of the cinematography to the, like, actual writing and the way that everything is played... Uh, to the fucking lore, it's just basically putting Leprechaun on the the name and branding of Leprechaun on something just completely, it's just different. And yeah, it's. I'm trying to figure out how I would contextualize this to someone who like if this was their first episode of the podcast they ever listened to, or if I was like stuck waiting for a bus for a long time with someone who's asking me, what am I doing today? I would say, welcome to Dead Horse, a podcast about movie franchises, Uh, the overlooked, under-discussed, overextended, low art, but there's too much of it. Uh, We talk about movie franchises where you're like, why the fuck are there seven of those? Um, And then we watch each individual one. Uh, the one that we're doing right now is the Leprechaun series. It was going to be horror for children, uh, and then it became uh, comedies for drug users. Uh, and it's about um, what if a what if a little cartoon man was bad, um, and he killed people, and he loves poetry, um, and he's got a complex relationship with gender and sexuality, um, but in the end. Um, he does usually wear green. Um, they, they made the last movie in this series in 2003. Um, it's a movie where he rips a cop's leg off in South Central. Um, it's, it's a wonderful film. He smokes a blunt. 11 years later, this is 2014, um, WWE produces this movie as a star vehicle um, for a little person wrestler named Hornswoggle. Um, as, as WWE films exist to do, which is um, produce star vehicles for people who are in their, in their stable. So like the first John Cena movies that were getting made, The Marine, that's WWE. Um, the first couple Dwayne Johnson movies, so like Scorpion King, The Rundown with Sean William Scott, Walking Tall, those are all WWE. Um, and they they can be any fucking genre, they can be from any filmmaker, 
um, they're they're really just setting up an actor in in the franchise. Um, Leprechaun Origins, as Dixon was saying, has nothing, 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 nothing to do with the first six movies um, to a, a degree that I think undermines what might actually be a fucking fine horror movie. Yeah. 100%. Might actually be fine. Yeah. Um, and more than that, here's, here's the real take I'm going to throw out there. I think this undermines Hornswoggle. I agree. That's part of what's, like, really frustrating about this is that, like, you know, WWE Studios exists to put people in their stable in in movies. And so I think they're doing Hornswoggle extremely dirty here because he is barely in you this fucking movie. You don't even see him. Yeah, and when he is, he's just, like, a feral guy. Like, there's no real chance to show off i'm not a wrestling fan so you know i i don't really know anything about the character of hornswoggle but there's nothing you know there's no vehicle to show off like whatever charisma he was bringing into the ring or like whatever he was doing that made wwe studios want to go like hey let's put this guy in a fucking movie he's barely in the fucking thing it literally could have been anyone like it didn't feel like whoever was the main person was this is gonna sound cruel, but like was special. Like the like just in terms of like cinematography, like we don't even see the leprechaun in plain sight um, almost at the entire thing. It's yeah. all these like diversion shots and like hiding them even when the characters have seen him already. And he's completely decked out in like demon like like he looks like a d- monster from the abyss. Like it's I just yeah, he, I think he that that actor could have done so much more, or 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 maybe did do plenty, but we couldn't tell. Yeah. yeah. Could you could you even tell that the person wearing the like big rubber Halloween dog costume? Could you tell that that was a person with dwarfism? Not at all. In Me fact, either. I didn't know until after I like looked it up after I finished watching. I literally didn't know. I couldn't even do. You couldn't even see the height of the. Like, it just looked like someone crouched over. Yeah, it was like every shot of the leprechaun up until probably the hour and ten minute mark is like a a sort of Vaseline slathered (laughs) close-up of this, like, uh, costume that they're constantly having to mist like like a whale that's been beached. Like, it's just a kind of wet costume you only really see the face of until the end of the film. And for the most part, it's never even sharing a shot with other actors. It's like greasy close up and then 10 minutes of either POV shots or just um, uh, actors with widow's peaks running away. (laughs) I think um, let's do a summary now to, to just illustrate just how different they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to Ireland. The year... It's 2013, right? 14. Sure. The year. Welcome to Ireland. The capital, I was about to say Glasgow, that's not right. Uh, different country. Uh, welcome to Ireland. The Give year me a is V-neck. <laughs> the year is V-neck. The year is uh, Urban Outfitters. Oh, that's still there. Um, it's for about to become masters, people who are getting their master's degree. They're taking a trip to Ireland. A, a guy drops them off outside of a small village surrounded with rune-covered monoliths. They go to the pub. They have a sip of beer and start talking about the idea of history. The man, <laughs> a man hears them talking about history being a concept and says, You're a bit of a history buff. Why don't you get in me son's car? Um, they do. They think that sounds great. And he and his son drive them to uh, a house that's on the that is apparently near some caves that are full of history, which as history buffs, as people who are aware that things happened in the past, they're sure to love. Um, However, this guy and his son lock them into this house 
and uh, a leprechaun starts coming after them because this village stole a bunch of gold from the leprechaun's cave, and now they have to repay the leprechaun by offering a bunch of human sacrifices. So the leprechaun in this one is not sort of like a capricious, erudite trickster. He's a, a, a feral demon. He's an who, animal. Yeah, yeah, who just growls and grunts, um, not... It doesn't seem to have the capacity for for language, much less almost rhyming. Um, but loves currency. Loves <laughs> money. <laughs> money rules to this guy. Literally, yeah. I just. It's like I I like what you were saying, PJ. I feel like that's a good point. It could be fine. Like it could be like a whatever horror film. Like sure. Like yeah, filmmakers like. You know, competent. There's, there's stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's there's plenty about it that's competent. It's it is pretty damn generic. So it's like hard to yes. do because like yeah. everything about it is so formulaic that you're just like, um, I've already I've seen this movie, but except for the leprechaun element, which is by name only. I mean, it's just a demon of some kind. It's just a monster, and yeah. so you're missing. All of just, like, the uniqueness and, like, just, like, the inventiveness of Leprechaun and realizing that, you know, that was really special and it really does feel like they were just taking a name of something that's popular and then... Yeah. But it's... Mm. And it's also annoying because it's called Origins and it's set in the present and (laughs) it's a different... It's a whole different thing. I was actually interested in Leprechaun Origins. I thought, I just, like, just from the cover, I thought it was going to be, like, at the beginning of time or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. there was, like, a gravestone, I thought, on the cover. Leprechaun BC. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought it was yeah, going to be like yeah. that. And I was like, that's actually kind of interesting. And it was like, no, it, we're just going to do a teenage, you know, nope. slasher yeah. film. Everyone getting me son's car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does, I will say, this movie does have some stuff about it that I thought was interesting, which is like, what if, what if four young people were trapped in a space together, and there were something, there's like a threat, and they're like in a house, and it, it's, it wants to kill them, and so it kills one of them, and they think maybe that'll be the last one. It's not. But it's not. <laughs> and after after they kill another one, they start real. Oh, it could be everyone. Oh, it could be everyone. But here's wait. Th- here's where there's like an actual difference is that they learn about him from an old book they find. Yeah, and that- that's that's something that is really crazy and different. <laughs> yeah. Um. <sighs> you know, here's here's because. The, the the reboot of it all is is so much of what there actually is to talk about here. Um, and that I almost don't know if it's even if it, if it's even fair to the movie to talk about it on those terms. I mean, okay, look, the premise of our show is what happens to a franchise when it's around for too long and what <laughs> cool. And what are the new directions that it, sorry, knocked over a cup for a fact. Um, <laughs> what are, what are the different directions that it can take? Um, and how can those be refreshing? None of us thought that Honey 4 was going to happen when we were watching that franchise. None of us thought that was possible. None of us thought Deep Blue Sea 3 was going to be a possibility. Yeah. Kiss to the sky. Um, if, if you were, okay, here's a thought experiment. If you were on the jury for... A- Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that disarmed me. <laughs> All the evidence is right in front of us, BJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> For the listener, Dixon has a little gavel and he's banging it on the on Dixon the table. weirdly came dressed as a judge today and I was like, what is that about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm wearing a big old wig. <laughs> powdered wig. Yeah, mm. I'm like, you're dressed as a British 
judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've got that wig where like you can see my actual hair under it, and you kind of mm-hmm. don't really know what's why this is. Yeah, like, me too. Like, is it something to do with the queen? <laughs> like, is it the jubilee? Like, what is? <laughs> is it a so, gender thing? Um, if you were on the jury for a film festival, right? Like a a fairly reputable, um, independent film festival that has like a whole submission bracket for horror and this movie almost identical to itself under the title whatever curse of the irish or something (laughs) like that is submitted it does not claim to have anything to do with the leprechaun being like oh i be smoking a blunt It, it doesn't pretend to have anything to do with that it is just this movie what what is your reaction to it and how are you grading it this is an excellent question that i was in less specific hypotheticals asking myself yeah because there's plenty about this that is functional respectable and if me and my friends made this film there would be a ton of it a ton to be proud of you know because the acting largely was pretty good um the premise itself is not intriguing, but follows its own logic. Um, yeah. The kills are pretty gnarly. Yeah. So There's one that's pretty upsetting. Yeah, there is. And yeah. so I would say it's like, I mean, that would be a solid, I would be, I would get, I would nod, you know, I would give it a <laughs> nod. Because like, there's plenty about it that's solid. It's just, it feel, because it's playing in a different arena, which yeah. it chose with its title. Yes. It's just so hard to grade it otherwise to to me- you're measuring up against something you know that created its own genre. So it's so it's so bland in comparison. Sure. Yeah. I I I like I don't know that I could follow you there. I think even divorced of its branding this movie is like one of my least favorite types of movies, which is something that hits uh, the exact same sort of uninteresting level of essential competence in making a movie and doesn't dip or rise. It doesn't rise above or dip below that. It just hits like essentially everyone here knows what they're doing and that's kind of as far as they take it. It's a ve- it's a rote premise I agree that the acting is, like, strong, but it is only as strong as the dialogue and, like, plot writing allow it to be, which is mm. not very. Um, because, again, the premise is so rote and the dialogue is ex- extremely cliched, but not even in, like, a fun lamp shady way. They're, like, kind of trying to make these people be relatable and give them stuff to do but also there's this sense of laziness like we all know what we're here for but then they i think really and this is surprising to me because i am uh i am like a gore hound i love some i love good gross squishy shit but like the gore felt a little like I don't know of a better word to say, but, like, kind of offensive? Like, it just Mm. kind of... I don't know. Like, it was extremely brutal and seemingly out of nowhere. And don't get me wrong, I I perked up when, you know, that fella got big old belly slash that just, like, gushed blood and a little bit of innards. And one particularly upsetting moment where the leprechaun tricks them and they end up axing their friend in the face. But, like... I don't know. It felt like distasteful is the wrong word because, again, why am I being like... Maybe, like, unearned. Like, it's kind of good gore in, like, an otherwise un like unwarranted moment or something. Maybe. Or maybe, yeah, I think it's just that the movie doesn't set itself up as that because for the mm. first hour, you pretty much get nothing of any personality whatsoever. And then all the kills sort of, like tumble down a staircase in the last 20 minutes and they're by and large extremely violent and i think in another movie i'd be like fuck yeah rip that dude's spine out but yeah. it just i don't know it seems like the one moment where everybody involved kind of like brought themselves to life so why not bring that energy into the surrounding hour and 10 minutes i don't know just like 
every yeah. this movie just kind of I curdled during it in some way. I don't know if me complaining about the gore is in any way fair or if it had just like made me sour already. So I'm complaining about something that objectively I probably like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I've been going on for too long. No, no I you haven't. I know what you mean, and I think you make good points. I think what I think the credit I give this movie is that it's competent, but the problem yeah. is is it's so competent it it takes itself out of a certain level. Like we are not in a grading sort of like troll to world in this, right? And that makes it both less interesting and mm. better. But mm-hmm. more boring because something about it, I love what you said, Dixie. I feel like there is a sort of like complacency or laziness to it because it yeah. is just so ABC. Whereas, like, at least, like, you know, something like Troll 2 is like taking risks and stuff. But, um, so I know what you mean, but I think, I think personally, I give it credit for following some kind of line. But I think spiritually it is pretty devoid of any kind of passion. I think everyone's points here are, like, extremely fair, even in the most, like, generous, constructed, hypothetical question humanly possible. Because I think, like, Becky, I think you diagnosed it fucking perfectly, that it's, like, it's competent, it's functional it's it's acceptable the best you can really throw this thing is faint praise because it is it it is it is getting by with the most like cliched version of something that you've ever ever seen um it has no animating personality um the the ireland setting gives it no additional texture Mm-mm. or or like vibe at all they they do they do nothing with it um the smell of canada is is thick (laughs) all over this thing um no amount of shutterstock footage in those opening credits of (laughs) of like green fields is is giving you any kind of feeling of being across the atlantic here um and it's so I really, really, really struggle with the the concept of branding it this way. I mean, because it does no favors to to this to this guy. What is his? Is it Dylan Possel? Is, is I believe that, so. Okay, I so I hit up um, a friend of mine in the Atlanta comedy scene. Um, shout out to very gifted comedian, um, dear friend, uh, living waves song, Zach Wright. Um, I, cause he's, he's, I guess like our senior wrestling correspondent. I asked him, is there anything I need to know about Hornswoggle? And he said that they had done a whole story for three months of who is Vince McMahon's illegitimate son. And after teasing someone for so long, they switched it up and made it Hornswoggle. Um, people were pissed. The guy who was supposed to be the son got busted on a drug charge and they had to change it. So they did lots of uh, offensive little people shit. Um, besides the fact that they made like a running gag where he is a leprechaun on the show. Um, they also did, like in Zach's words, a real life Game of Thrones where Vince McMahon is like embarrassed to have him as a son hornswoggle just wanting his love and vince being incredibly mean while everyone laughed at vince i kind of get why if you are if if you're a studio that's like looking for a vehicle that you can plug this guy into where he's like a violent leprechaun i get i get why you'd think reconfiguring the leprechaun series but make it a gritty reboot and make it scary this time. I get why someone would 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 go there, but I I just I can't imagine that maybe no one cared. Maybe they were like no one is protective of the Leprechaun series. No one actually gives a fuck about this. 
maybe that's a fair assumption, but like I am I, now. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean we are too. Yeah. Like that's what this show fucking does to us. It's but ta- like, it's literally poison. <laughs> it's poison. It's poison. No, it 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 brings you to Spy Kids four and makes you say like bring back the. Bring back Elijah. What is the guy? What you know? Whatever. That's that's how our show goes. Um, but like, I can't imagine being at Lionsgate and thinking someone who has any affection for the six movies before this is going to be so excited that we made a movie where the leprechaun is like a nonverbal hyena <laughs> who terrorizes the stars of like. Like a like a college handbook. Yeah. I I just don't I truly can't understand who this is for on either side of the yeah. camera. It's not like a Platinum Dunes remake where you're where you are nominally bringing like Friday the Thirteenth or The Hills Have Eyes or Texas Chainsaw Massacre to a new generation. Yeah. The people who you're going to appeal to with a Leprechaun gritty reboot that's going straight to that's going straight to dvd are fans of the franchise yeah and when you're doing something that isn't disrespectful might not be the right word but that disregards like like yeah that that completely disregards what makes the other movies like at best something very special and at worst at least watchable like i i don't really understands like yeah. i think you probably would have gotten a more generous response e- even though i feel like i wouldn't have given it one you would get a more generous response from fans of the franchise if it were just like its own curse of the irish i really like curse of the irish <laughs> this seems just ill Planned. All of this seems ill-formed, ill like ill-planned. Like I don't know if they were trying to attract the attention of a bunch of wrestling fans, or if they were trying to attract the attention of a bunch of leprechaun fans, or both. But this seems built for neither. Like it's not a showcase for Hornswoggle in any meaningful mm-hmm. way, nor is it like in any way a worthy or even attempting to be a worthy successor to the previous films. Like it just seems really really slapdash and um i hate be i i was about to say cynical that seems i don't know maybe too lofty a word to to wield at the leprechaun people like i like they ruined this beautiful thing they exploited leprechaun exploited the brand of leprechaun after he spent two movies just like fucking hitting bongs but i don't know they exploited lubdon <laughs> and where's the gender? I Where? miss the gender. You know what though? Is is this not the least gendered leprechaun we've had so far? <laughs> no, that's definitely true. Consider. It's, this is this is the least amount of gender that there has been in a leprechaun movie, I think. For good nil. <laughs> I did think it was really really weird that like, you know, for the most part he is like non-verbal except for that one part where like right before he kills that one guy he gets up in his face uh and he says in plain english my body is queer and not gendered and then he slashes his belly he just bleeds out i was like no who am i supposed to root for that was really (laughs) that really threw me i thought this was the antagonist (laughs) so we brought up troll 2 earlier and we've brought it up a couple times across the 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 leprechaun series troll 2 was originally i think a movie called i think it was either called goblins or like hobgoblins or something like that it was not originally called troll 2 the studio saw it and and thought the only way that it could ostensibly make money is if they made it a sequel to a horror movie called troll they slapped another title on it whoa that that has happened throughout film history, is that sometimes they will reconfigure something into a sequel that isn't. And I really thought it wasn't, but they throw in the final girl's final line to the monster when she uh. kills him is, fuck you, Lucky Charms, which is the signature 
like memorable line from the first movie which means that no they really did have the warwick movies in mind when they were when they were making this i mean i don't know maybe maybe there's not much to say about this movie i i feel i feel bad for this actor who got cast as the leprechaun i feel bad for these actors in it i feel bad for warwick davis um the the director of this i think is like i think he's like a tv director like i think he went on to do the like the live action fucking disney channel adaptation of kim possible which i recall seeming like a very big missed opportunity because kim possible should be a good movie mm-hmm. um how many how many minutes into this into this episode are we i think we're like 42 maybe 42 plus a 42 break. so maybe maybe like 30 no nah, probably like four thirty-five. okay mm-hmm. do we have anything left to cover on leprechaun origins uh, I just wanted to um, give a bit of props to our lead actress because I think that she really did, yeah, you know, show up, and I think that the son did as well. The son really did. And uh, so, so there's like the father who. Okay, so I don't know if we got this specific, but the the it's like a it's like a responsibility that is passed down in the generations of this village. The father is training his, you know, hurtling towards forty son, <laughs> and that uh, it's time to take on the the family secret, and you have to like lure travelers and for the leprechaun and the son's like super like i'm really like mixed feelings feels really guilty stuff and the dad's like you're basically like a huge pussy if you don't do this and i thought the son like was very he was very genuine i thought it was like a bit of misplaced anguish in moments but that's more of a direction thing i thought like he was Mm. very full of emotion um so I just want to shout out to those actors who showed up because I think that totally. there was some really strong um, talent. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, it doesn't matter sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't save this thing. No. These are clearly, like, these are clearly actors who are working, like, really, really hard. Um, and I'm, I'm sure if I saw them in other stuff, I would really get to see what's special about them. Um, what's his nuts? Uh, Brendan Fletcher, um, the guy who has what secretly my hairline is. Um, I thought he was pretty memorable. Like I thought yeah. he was. The boy, in, in sorry, his, the boyfriend. Like, yeah. He's, mm. he's the, the horny. Wait, I thought you were talking about the horny guy. Th- yes. Yeah. I was what? like the boyfriend. I don't. They are both boyfriends, I guess. Fuck. So many boyfriends in this movie. <laughs> but, like, the boyfriend. <laughs> ben, David, the leprechaun. Leprechaun Origins is a movie about two boyfriends. <laughs> what if there were two boyfriends? This movie asks it. Tales to astonish. Dare to consider. <laughs> Dare to... Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is a movie about two boyfriends, true believers. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I agree. It's not he... funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they they uh, lowered a microphone into the manhole. They kept him in to get him to say. <laughs> Don't know why I'm always so eager to make jokes about the horrible. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, why do you and I always gang up on Stan Lee on this show? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> he's, he's supposedly just a very nice man who loves money and credit for other people's work. I love both of those things. What's the problem? <laughs> Absolutely. If, uh, I, if I knew Steve Ditko, I'd be like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> totally. No, I would too. I'd be like, yeah, this, this fucking, like, frightening incel who created, like, the greatest superhero of all time. That was actually, uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, sorry. I derailed what you were saying horribly. You were talking about the... We were talking about the two boyfriends. We were talking about these actors. Um, 
uh, Brendan Fletcher as David. Um, seems like he could be really watchable in something. Melissa Roxburgh as Jenny. Ditto. And Becky, am I right that the person you were putting a particular spotlight on was um, Stephanie Bennett as Sophie? Yeah. Our girl who is final? Yeah. Okay. Sophie, I don't know who Sophie really is, but I thought, like, the actor... It's hard in a movie like this to, like, bring yourself to it, I think, because the yes. lines are just so, like, un- uniform and universal. Like, there's no, like, singular, like, uh, attribute or, like, quality that you can, like, really bring to this. I mean, I, that that's not fully true. Like, maybe she could have and, like, it could have changed, like, the course yeah. of the movie. So... While I am, like, giving them props for showing up emotionally, like, I don't see any, like, there's no, I don't know who these actors, like, I don't know how she really would be scared in this situation. I just think that she, like, filled in the shade really well, if that makes sense. That's Mm. extremely well put, actually. No, yeah, no, that's a great way of putting it. And to be honest, I I feel that way about most of the performers. I don't know that, like, any blame could really be laid upon their shoulders. Um, You know, everybody just has... A job to Everybody's, do. Yeah. I think for me, I know we've invoked Troll 2 a lot over the course of this series in particular, which, which I makes sense. I just asked Dixon on the break if that's hack that I keep doing that. No. But, <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes it's. D- Dixon said nice that it's shorthand to find. Yeah. I'm and especially. It. <laughs> well, I mean, especially in this series where there's like a lot of like overlapping elements like magic that doesn't make sense performances that are like extraordinarily over the top and devoted to a world that you can't fully understand i would argue that in leprechaun more often than not they are like truly good as opposed to being hypnotically awful Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of crossover and and uh, like like the tone that you're trying to convey Mm -hmm. i i for me Something I've been thinking about, just generally, I think I brought it up uh, on, I can't remember if it was Leprechaun or Underworld, but I think a really apt comparison for why I find this movie, I am a strange, I found myself in the position of being a strange defender of the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre that they did for Hmm. Netflix. And I think that why i will very weakly go to the bat for that movie um as opposed to this one i think it's a really interesting comparison because both are attempts to rejuvenate a property after a period of dormancy and both I don't know. Try to strike a, a a strange tone. Both have actors who are clearly giving it their all with dialogue that is incredibly lackluster. But I think that the biggest issue with Leprechaun Origins is how safe it plays everything. Yeah. The reason that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, legacy sequel, whatever, is as watchable as it is, is because... It is such a compelling mixture of elements that are a few elements that are genuinely interesting and excel beyond competency into like, okay, this is actually good. Like they have an incredible set design and and really good cinematography in that movie. So much else of it is incredibly misguided. Like the lead character in Texas Chainsaw Massacre is... And maybe we should cut this part because this is like a little nationally triggering right now. Is a school shooting survivor. And they try to bring that into why she is a final girl in the 2022 Texas Chainsaw. Like the most misguided thing you can do. Absolute like politically nonsense. And the her big hero moment at the end of that is when she picks up a gun to shoot Leatherface. And it's played for like, mm. yeah, she's finally doing it. And it's just like, fucking, what are you doing? The rest of the plot of the movie is about millennials gentrifying the abandoned town that Leatherface is in. 
and like there's a one of the other remaining villagers has a confederate flag still left up and when the black man moving to that town raises an objection it's played as like can you believe how ridiculous it is now you've just pissed off leatherface more it is astoundingly misguided there is so many elements of it that are just like how could you possibly think this was a good idea and they're not even trying to be like There's a scene where Leatherface gets on a party bus full of millennials and he's about to chainsaw them all into oblivion and a man holds up a phone and starts live streaming Leatherface and says, one wrong move and you're canceled, bro. What the fucking fuck, dude. He tries to cancel Leatherface. <laughs> and so like... He's gonna get fired. <laughs> Bet he has pronouns. <laughs> Free from... Um, that's not... <laughs> Um, but like you can see how animated i'm getting talking about all of that misguided or extremely offensive stuff it's all in this brew mixed with again cool elements the gore the set design the cinematography in that movie is like well thought out it's lit beautifully and when the actors are trying their hardest, they at least have complete wrong-headed things to be their pole stars, you know? Yeah. This movie doesn't really have anything like that. Yeah. Nothing jumps out as being particularly inspired or particularly uninspired. It is just a very rote movie, except for maybe, maybe a couple instances of the gore. But even that is not enough to shake me out of my uh my fucking lethargy sorry nah I, I think that's a really good comparison and it does really illustrate what could have been a still not great movie but just wholly more interesting and enlivening uh yeah this movie is like a it's like a bad lullaby <laughs> it's like there's nothing offensive about it except that it didn't go for it you know yeah except that it hearkens to leprechaun at all that is what's offensive about it but let's take that away it's just it's as bland as the color palette frankly yeah Damn. It also, yeah, just a fucking gray digital wash over the whole thing. Like, and we're, you know, we're struggling to fill an hour's worth of time in a podcast, I feel like, that ordinarily goes, like, a couple hours on Leprechaun 4, a movie that I don't think any of us really liked, but there were no shortage of elements to be like, oh my god, what was that all about? Shit what to was talk m- about, yeah. Yeah, we could talk about Mitten Spider for a while. Yeah. This movie has no Mitten Spider. Yeah, well, most movies don't, I'll be honest. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> Leprechaun <laughs> in space is like a particular, like, like brimming ecosystem of like various yeah. subjects to oh, delve yeah. into. How many movies have a fucking Mitten Spider in them? Not many. It's like Leprechaun for... Itumama Tambien, and then like, <laughs> like, like what else? Cocoon? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, That's yeah. not even a mitten spider. That's just actor Wilford Brimley. <laughs> yeah, I think Leprechaun Ford does hold the Guinness Book of Worlds record for most most mitten spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, look, I, I'm i with you. I think if there had at least been a take, if there had been some fucking, like, hopped-up Gen X director who... With who's an anti-Irish per- message. Shocking. An anti-Irish message or, like, like hates millennials. Like, uh, they're like, wow, a movie about the leprechaun. Now's my chance to have a screed against uh, the cancel culture and Miley twerking, and their avocado <laughs> toast. To be fair, like, we were inventing all of those tropes at the time. What were... He could have... Like, it was okay. 2014, so Gen X, Gen Zers... Wait, were you saying... Oh, you were saying Gen Xer. Mm, yes. Sorry, I thought I, I... Go back. 
keep going. Well, you're perfect. Everything you say, I you're like perfect. it. <laughs> you're perfect. Everything, when you talk, I'm like, oh, I love it. What it could have been, like, there's so much uh, dated, misguided stuff you could do in 2014. It could be about hipsters, like all of the kids, all the American kids could have been wearing suspenders and twirling their mustaches, because, like, that would also, it would still be a few years too late it in 2014. so epic. It would have been so freaking epic. What if I ruined it? <laughs> it was a good thing you were saying, and I was like, "Man, that's actually they weren't born yet." You were talking about Gen X, not Gen Z. No, 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 no. You greased the wheels for us to for us to get there, and then you were like, "I love when you're talking," and and, and that's something people don't say to me like ever. Um, you know what else they're never like is why don't you do it more? <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't do it enough. And why is your voice so high pitched? <laughs> um, no, I think like imagine if uh the the HD crew had gone to baby blues are just like i'm going to medical school you you clingy fuck to the, to the lead girl <laughs> you know what they say <laughs> i'm nervous what do they say uh-oh feral leprechaun is the best leprechaun <laughs> and the best leprechaun is the feral leprechaun and then the leprechaun says <laughs> what they what they should have done is they should have dipped the leprechaun in culture. <laughs> they tried, they tried. That's why they took it to Ireland. They thought they were doing that and they didn't. <laughs> you have mental illness that you could do that. <laughs> Jury, jury had been out up, up, up until this. <laughs> oh fuck! Everyone was just like, "There goes, there goes neurotypical Peach." <laughs> just, uh, just blasting the score for Operation Dumbo Drop on a boombox. <laughs> uh, walking down, walking down the street. Hands swinging in front of us. All everybody sees us say, "Those three have got the right chemicals, the normal chemicals, the right ratios, no inhibitors." Or... Them's three CEOs, man. <laughs> man, I hope nothing inhibits those fellas' SSRs. <laughs> man, they can pay their copays, huh? <laughs> I count them three four oh one K I bet the co hosts of a podcast called Dead Horse are doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if I checked their Instagram they'd be on vacation somewhere where they could snowboard. <laughs> yeah. I bet the captions are like Fun, fun time with this beautiful lady. <laughs> is, is that what? Is that what people who are doing well say? I think if I think if you're having a good life, you just uh, constantly refer to your partner as um, your partner in crime for some reason. Yeah, well, you. That's how you know. The happier you are, working. the more of a criminal you become, <laughs> and you can't do it alone. That's depressing. Um. So went, Jake is actually he's a police officer. <laughs> I, In this analogy. I went, I went broke cuz I stayed at stayed at a Best Western for two nights. <laughs> <laughs> that was my margin. <laughs> now I'm fucked. <laughs> Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you need any advice, ask us. 
forgot. I will abs- I will start doing ads for predatory loan companies. I gotta get out of this best western hole. <laughs> Dixon lives there now. My mom gave me eighty dollars seconds before we started recording. <laughs> we watched it happen. We weren't supposed to. Crumpled up the bills and, and threw them. Crumpled up bills coming in from off screen. One day I'll refuse. <laughs> but uh but not not, not today. 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 But hey. God. Just just think right now might be the lowest that gas prices ever are for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so only $5? Only $5? <laughs> I, you ever listen to a podcast and they're like, Casper sent me a mattress. Like, <laughs> come on, please rate us five stars. <laughs> what if uh, what if we just became like the hosts of like Blank Check? We're like a show we love, a show that inspired this one, but where we have like 10 minute ad breaks mm-hmm. where one of us can do a silly voice for like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back from the commercial break, we're like, uh, Peter Parker having a tiny apartment in New York is friggin' campy. All right. <laughs> Didn't anyone in this movie go to theater camp? <laughs> one that day. was a riff for two people. One day. One day we'll say stuff like that. One day. <laughs> oh, God. Um, one day I'll be like, can you believe my fucking cleaning lady? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we ordered we with all the time uh, that we spend podcasting, we barely have enough time to order all the DoorDashes for our nanny. So please upgrade your Patreon membership. <laughs> I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. <laughs> Where are you both summering? <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking Japan. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I I spent too too. I've it's got NASA. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've had a low couple of months. For sure. I, I, yeah, my. Uh, I'm definitely not making forty thousand dollars. Say hi to Elon for me. He's been. He's been he's been posting again and it's just like we gotta we gotta check up on him, make sure he has his stem toy. Um <laughs> and uh No NASA's 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 sweet. I feel like they're a little bit I don't know, they're they're a little tacky. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the the potpourri in the bathrooms is just like <laughs> A bit much. I thought, yeah. um... And it's like, who do you think I am? I've kissed every member of Vampire Weekend. <laughs> Sting is my dad. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, NASA. Sting is my dad. I don't need this. It's crazy how your legal name is Talila Sting. <laughs> and how you, uh, you have a record deal making the fucking worst EDM I've ever heard. You and uh, you and Tallulah Spielberg uh, looked like you had so much fucking fun on that. On we're that fighting now. Yeah. Really? Fuck, yeah, we're fighting now. Fuck her. Yeah. What did she do? We'll 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 talk off. We'll talk off, Mike. She yeah. was gonna come with me on my summer trip. Um, I'm going to um, a little place called uh, Hawaii. <laughs> And I'm going to dance the aloha. And um, there's just like, there's an industry there that I want to just make sure that I'm supporting. Um, Cause like, you know, if, if we don't, if we don't go there and sip out of little coconuts, riff abandoned. Riff abandoned. Riff abandoned. <laughs> if we don't go there and um, get our, Get our noses absolutely smashed to pieces by Ezra Miller. If I don't come back needing facial reconstructive surgery, I literally will be furious. I um, liter- 
Literally they, them, and M just coming out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> just, just going fucking beast mode. It's it's crazy how like Warner Brothers had to like adapt the Flash movie to like any time there's like anytime the Flash is in a fight scene with someone they just drop in like ukulele production music from SpongeBob. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I have really hit. If if you let me go for another five minutes, I'm going to solve colonialism <laughs> with my next joke. I think I I think I've almost got something. No, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna solve it with this joke, and then the next phone call is going to heal my parents' marriage. <laughs> I'm yeah. so close, Becky. No, and that's totally good. I just feel like we if we solve that, then what are we gonna do the next time? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think we set too high a bar with our Leprechaun Origins episode. I think so. <laughs> I just want to say sorry to the animated turkey in this film. <laughs> sorry for what we brought to the the film today. But also, of course, and also, I am sweating through my mother's pajamas, so it's time yeah. to go. I think it's I think it's about time to go. I think yeah. um I so I want to pose the two of you just as a wrap-up question. What what would you... T- uh, three possible questions. Okay, I barely... What, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. What would you do with the franchise from here? Because as of like a couple weeks ago, Lionsgate is actively trying to accept pitches on where they could go with the Leprechaun franchise. So what would you do with the next entry? Um, do you have a series ranking? And three... What would it sound like if the Swedish chef from the Muppets got pegged? Go. Um, I I think I think the only thing left. Well, I I, I don't want to do a series ranking before I see yeah. the last one, because I have I have heard good things, but also I'm highly suspicious. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I think really, I just back to basics, man. Just put the leprechaun in some place that has some sort of like national character, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, just, just put him, just put him in fucking Russia. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> put, put him. Why, why? Let's not beat around the bush. Let's call it how we see it. Let's put him in Toronto. <laughs> that way, we don't need to do anything. We don't need to pretend it's not that. Yeah, leprechaun in Toronto, and it's fine. <laughs> he's like he's like killing people who are like apologizing as he's flaying them. <laughs> Get Ellen Selby a cameo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I I really can't think of th- the formula was working before this one. Yeah, I think I would just try to go back to the immediate preceding formula, and. Something like her, her, her. I definitely think Leprechaun in a place with a lot of contrasting character to him is funny. Um, we could do we did te- a Texas Leprechaun yeah. where it's about oil or something, mm-hmm. and he wears a big hat. Ooh, I'm already into it. Yeah. A little bolo tie. Mm-hmm. I was Whoa. thinking leprechaun in Antarctica. That's pretty good. <laughs> like I've never seen him anywhere cold. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't make any more though. <laughs> Horse dad. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Back to the Hood is a really good. I liked it, and I think that it was a solid place to end. Yeah. <sighs> I think, um, you know, it's it's weird. Like, this is, like, this legacy sequel, and Hollywood has been doing so many of those recently. Um, and now they're doing um, multiverse movies, sometimes to really interesting effect. I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, like, a wonderful, wonderful movie. 
Um, I also think the multiverse thing is gonna be a really, really lazy way for studios to, like, dig up old IP and cram them into movies. Like, the the Ezra Miller Flash movie is basically just gonna be a Michael Keaton Batman movie. Um, but I do think if you had to do another one of these, I do think the Leprechaun series is the one time where acknowledging all the different movies as their own timelines that crisscross as having happened somewhere would be a really, really good way to do it. I think you could bring Warwick back. I think if you, if you lean into the idea that there are lots of him throughout the universe, then I think you can, you can come up with new versions of him. And the thing I'm dying to see is what is the Warwick leprechaun who isn't evil like? Who's, who's just bound on Earth and is cooperative and friendly and humble with other human beings. Who maybe has to protect them from one or several of the evil leprechauns. And maybe is even self-sacrificing. There's a line I can't get out of my head, which is him telling a human protagonist, You are me gold. <laughs> That's free if someone wants it. And, uh, and, and finally, uh, I'm a king eater, the nine inch stud. Ringy border. Uh, thanks for listening to Dead Horse. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>Dead Horse, Dead Horse is hosted by Becky Granger, Dixon Cashwell, and PJ Audencia. We'd like to thank Max Huffman for our podcast art, so go to his website at maxhuffman.com and order his book, Cover Not Mine. For episode updates, follow us on Instagram at Dead Horse Podcast, and please give us a review on Apple Podcasts because it's the best and it helps. And remember, when you're seven movies in, it doesn't define you, okay? You can watch seven movies of a franchise and still be your own person, so don't like let don't let people say it to you